News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right On Radio. We've got uh, breaking news for you today. You are not going to believe what is going on. Uh, I've got Christy here. Megan Walsh is going to be joining. Uh, this show isn't going to be too long, but uh, this is very, very time sensitive. So it's important that you're watching and thank you for being here, each and every one of you. Uh, listen, just before we get going, a couple really quick announcements. Um, so tomorrow will be the return of the military analyst. I know uh, he has a lot of fans and he brings his intel briefs. Hey, look, I don't always agree. And spiritually, we're on different uh, different places. But uh, the, import- the stuff that he brings is important. And there is a lot of truth hidden in it. And uh, I'm going to explain more of that tomorrow because we're also doing a live chat on Telegram. And that's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to be doing some housekeeping. We're going to talk about different things like the military analyst, uh, like exposing some people. Uh, we're going to be taking talking about community and how to maintain community and still go forward with things. Uh, and then, and actually, Christy's here now, so let me bring Christy in. But then, Christy, we have a show on Thursday. Woo. That is an insider who, for Britney Spears, folks, um, he's talking about the, you know, mind control, the orgies. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I couldn't even believe the things that he was going over, Jeff. And I'm super excited for people to get to hear it. Um, but, you know, we have some breaking news. Um, I think Megan is jumping on. And um, tomorrow is the scheduled, July the 27th, the scheduled adoption case in her case. And um, Megan's private attorney that, thank God for the viewers, we were able to retain her, um, Hollis Mandel, has had to file a recusal motion for the judge. Because you're not even going to believe what the judge has done. And it's just shocking. It's shocking that 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 people in general just think, you know, because of their buddies, it's the buddy system as we know it exists, but they're definitely not expecting anyone to fight back. And, you know, and and, you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard to imagine, you know, like I had really hoped like fight back law would be able to help Megan, you know, because it would seem like the perfect case that Lynn Woods fight back law would have wanted to do. Um, I still haven't heard back from them, um, but at some point we have to, we're going to have to create a defense fund for people like this, because I'm just going to tell you, it's the only way to get anything um, from these people because they're, they appoint, the judge has appointed the attorney, the, the, um, what do you call it? The court appointed attorney. Sorry. I'm like, my brain's kind of gone in this, but it's so important for us to come on and actually read the recusal motion. And um, so that everybody can hear it for themselves. It's very time sensitive. And, you know, folks, what what is so important about this is not only is it a bit of a high profile case, 
But uh, Christy, you brought up the amazing point that uh, they're not used to playing defense. Look, they've had everyone in place. They've got all the important people. They're all buddies and they've never had to play defense. Well, we're putting them on their heels and they're not going to know what to do. And the reason why this is so important is because this case is tomorrow and wait till you hear what this judge has said. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, like this is, well, I wanted I, to I come on to tell you exactly what happened because, uh, because he even kicked the attorneys out of the courtroom. He kicked Hollis Mandel out of the courtroom. Um, his crony that he selected, and I'm calling him a crony because you know what? That's what they are. Um, mm -hmm. Jeff, I think Megan's here. Are, are she bring is. Her on? Yeah, let's bring her in and let let her tell what she knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there she is with Rakeem. Megan has been fighting all day, and I know it's been a stressful day for you, Megan, but uh, I'm so, so glad you're able to join us. You've got your documents. Fantastic. Uh, you're muted, by the way. Uh, but uh, welcome back to Right On Radio, Megan Walsh. Thanks, Jeff. Hi, Christy. And thanks, Jeff, for having us back. Thank you. When Christy told me what this judge said, well, first of all, just walk us through what happened and then we'll go forward with the document that you have and, uh, and you know, lead into tomorrow. But uh, tell us what this judge has said in the last little bit. Uh, well, you know, a lot of it was very jarring. So, you know, I, I can only kind of skim over it, if you will, for time as well. But we went in and and uh, we asked, of course, my court appointed attorney had mentioned withdrawing himself twice already uh, in emails. And he had done nothing to prepare for the trial. No transcripts, no subpoenas, no records, nothing, Jeff. And, uh, and so he went in to recuse himself and, or to, you know, withdraw from the case, excuse me. And, uh, the judge had all of the attorneys, uh, it is a TPR. So I want to clarify that at that point, people need to understand that everything is public. All public hearings happen until the termination of parental rights, which is actually what makes it even more dangerous within the system, speaking on a broader range. Uh, this becomes a very private kangaroo court and, uh, you know, no one can see what's going on when these kind of situations should have the most transparency, to be honest, if you ask me. Um, so he, you know, asked all the even DCF attorneys, the GAL, you know, the public was not allowed in. They're no longer allowed in to see anything um, when these adoptions happen and termination of your parental rights for life. Um, and he had everyone leave and it was just me and him and, and my court appointed attorney, um, Mr. Jordan. And, uh, and they went, which he had appointed, excuse me, I just need to recall this. He had, he had appointed the attorney, um, to begin with. And so they sat in there and I, I they were both on zoom. The judge apparently has COVID and, uh, he's still keeping it going and he's determined for Wednesday and Thursday to happen, which he made very adamantly clear to me, no, this trial will happen Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and he has another judge, I guess, backed up. If he can't test negative by then, he made that very clear. Um, he refused to allow the court appointed attorney to withdraw. He said that I could show up for the trial, an entire trial to terminate my rights the day of with my new attorney and she could file 
uh, notice of appearance if she wanted to, and um, that my court-appointed attorney could be co-counsel. Um, he, in between that, you know, got very adamant again and very stern and, uh, you know, said to me that, you know, the problem I think here, Miss Walsh, is that you think you run the courtroom and you do not run this courtroom. Um, and just more banter like that. And, uh, of course, the court appointed attorney made it out that I said that I had unplugged from the case and that he had heard nothing from me. And I had promised that I was going to, you know, get to him by a certain day to sign my rights over for my baby Esther. And when technically I have up until the day of trial, which then the judge said, okay, well, if you're going to go to trial for the baby and not just sign a case plan and consent and sign your baby over to us, then I'm going to make it on the same two days as the trial to adopt your two children out. Um, and then I found out that my father did fly out uh, yesterday to fly down here to Florida to make sure he was here, uh, you know, while they made the exchange children versus, you know, versus money. So, Christy, tell because you had said uh, the way I had heard this and, you know, Megan, there's so much information, but tell me what you had said, because it sounded like the judge said you're not going to get your kids back. And also that the trial must continue because John Walsh is flying in. Did I hear that correctly? I mean, I I don't want to be pegged for anything. I don't want to put words in someone's mouth, but I think that without saying the words you just used, Jeff, I think that was his sentiment is what I would assume. I don't feel that I have any way of having a fair trial. I mean, I've never felt that I could have a fair trial. They've refused my change of venue motions and struck them. And it's just, I've been, I've been in this fight for over a year every day, not at morning, noon and night and through the night. It's just so unbelievable. So you have a court appointed lawyer who has done nothing, who has done absolutely nothing, not in any way prepared. He's trying to blame you. Uh, there's no way that you're not active. You've been, to, you know, your, your evidence is showing how active you are. You're not going to sign your babies away. Hell no. And, you know, this is, this is unbelievable. It's a kangaroo court folks. This is, this is Kabuki theater. Honestly, the, the judge, uh, well, actually maybe we should read that letter now, Christy. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to, I'm actually going to just, I'm going to start reading it um, right now. So this is um, a filing that was done today at 4.39 p.m. Uh, by Ms. Hollis Mandel, the law offices of Hollis Mandel, um, to the North, uh, to, to the Circuit Court of the 19th um, Judicial Circuit um, in and for Indian River County, Florida, verified motion to disqualify the trial judge. Comes now Megan Walsh, hereinafter referred to as the mother, by and through her... Uh, undersigned counsel and pursuant Florida rule of judicial administration to, excuse me, 2003-30. Hereby files this for verified motion to disqualify the trial judge and request that this court enter um, an order disqualifying itself from all future proceedings in the above style, above styled cause and any other proceedings that involve Megan Walsh and the mother states as follows. The mother seeks to disqualify the trial judge because of numerous specific and material facts that support 
um, reasonable belief that she will not be able to receive a fair trial because of the uh, prejudice and bias of the presiding judge, Judge Robert Meadows. The mother reasonably fears that she will not be able to receive a fair trial and hearing due to the personal um, aminimus uh, demonstrated towards her in court and unrelated to the actual merits of the case, which will prevent the judge from fairly evaluating the evidence. In addition to what is the father, uh, excuse me, in addition to what is further set below. The facts causing the mother to fear that she will not receive a fair trial hearing are described herein, herein below and would cause a sense of fear to any reasonable person. Okay, so this is where the, the, the judge really started. So on July the 25th, 2022, Judge Meadows conducted a hearing on the court-appointed attorney's motion to withdraw as counsel. Prior to the motion to, to withdraw counsel's filing, the mother contacted her counsel to discuss the preparation and what had been done in the mother's trial um, that had been set for the following week. The mother communicated with her attorney, John W. Jordan, um, via email, and Mr. Jordan stated that he had not sent any subpoenas procured in any assertive evidence um, of prior transcripts or engaged in any and other standard in preparation for the upcoming trial. After the mother contacted her attorney, Mr. Jordan, regarding the trial preparation, Mr. Jordan did not present a trial strategy or legal justification for the lack of the trial preparation. Mr. Jordan offered to withdraw from the mother's two cases. Mr. Jordan had asked for a prior continuance so that he would be able to prepare for the trial, yet to this date, nothing has been done. Mr. Jordan was unable to explain to the mother what the trial strategy was or justify his um, inaction and preparation for the trial. As such, it constitutes ineffectiveness um, assistance of counsel. On July the 20th, 2022, Mr. Jordan filed a motion to withdraw. However, the mother was not informed of the July 25th hearing scheduled for 9 a.m. Monday until Sunday evening on July the 24th, 2022. Nor did the mother receive official notice of hearing, leaving the mother to believe that her thoughts on the lawyers to withdraw were irrelevant as the judge already made his decision. On July the 25th, 2022, Judge Meadows held a motion calendar, all hearings open to the public via Zoom all times discussing sensitive matters. However, upon calling the, however, upon calling the mother's case for simple non-confidential motion to withdraw the counsel, the judge removed all persons from the hearing except for the mother and Mr. Jordan, who was in fact was appointed uh, by Judge Meadows himself. So even uh, Ms. Holleth Mandel and her team were also removed along with other law students that typically are allowed to sit in on any type of hearings like this. That so that never happens. Right. No, um, the attorney is actually outside. I had people and supporters outside and the attorneys, when they went out, were all talking amongst themselves for DCF and GA. I mean, there's a whole slew of attorneys against me and they were all talking about how this was so unheard of and, and freaking out, I guess. So any reasonable person after listening to the entire motion calendar held publicly and, and suddenly um, when a specific case is called, everyone is removed, isolating the mother with the court appointed attorney who was appointed by Judge Meadows um, would make any reasonable person concerned that they were being railroaded and unable to get a fair trial. 
Judge Meadows sent, uh, excuse me, Judge Meadows went on to state that the mother, um, that he has known Mr. Jordan for years and that he would not allow the attorney to withdraw because in this case, the mother is the real problem. Judge Meadows, regardless of no trial preparation out of the earshot out of an earshot of all the persons. Um, Judge Meadows then yelled at the mother stating that she thinks that she runs this courtroom and that Mr. Jordan would not be allowed to withdraw regardless of the lack of trial preparation and that the trial would continue as previously set. When speaking to the mother, Judge Meadows went on to um, tirade screaming at the mother for thinking she runs this court, convincing the mother that the court had already made a de determination that the judge would not rule in her favor due to a personal dislike of her, as well as the judge's personal alliance with the sheriff's department, making it impossible for the judge to be impartial given the circumstances of this case as made clear herein. Prior to sitting in as judge for the Honorable um, Court, Judge Meadows was a member of the Indian River Sheriff's Department for 14 years. The mother's biological father, John Walsh, who currently has custody of the three of the four children of the mother's children, was not capable or willing to care for the mother's newborn and fourth child. The child was subsequently placed in foster care at five days old. The interest of the mother and Miss and Mr. Walsh are hostile and, dis and uh, adversarial nature. Um, Mr. Walsh, excuse me, Mr. Walsh continuously and consistently utilized his star status to help Sheriff Flowers campaign in 2020. Mr. Walsh has participated in public campaigns in support of the current elected sheriff. In, in campaign ads for Sheriff Flowers, John Walsh appears physically in the campaign videos, verbalizing his support for Sheriff Flowers and even uh, and some ads even being filmed at Mr. Walsh's private residence, owned as tenants in common with the mother. In this case, Mr. Walsh publicly campaigns for um, Sheriff Flowers and Judge Meadows spent over a decade working in the Indian River um, County Sheriff's Department. The three parties share a strong common bond, which are akin to belonging to a fraternity. We all know what that is, by the way. That's my thoughts. Um, given Judge Meadows' prior and extensive involvement with the sheriff, with the Indian River Sheriff's Department, as well as Mr. John Walsh, it is clear that the Judge Meadows is biased. For example, Judge Meadows did not require the mandatory background um, check and home placement visit for the Mr. Walsh prior to placing the minor children in his care and custody. Judge Meadows was aware of the lack of trial strategy as well as the absence of the trial preparation, but felt the felt that Judge Meadows' personal history with the attorney was sufficient to ensure that the mother had a fair trial, despite the material facts that support the finding of the ineffectiveness of the ineffective assistance of counsel. Judge Meadows knew that Mr. Jordan had not served any subpoenas, nor did Mr. Um, Jordan pulled transcripts from the previous um, evidentiary hearings. The minor children would in no way be prejudiced um, against continuance as they are still in the custody of the grandparents and the youngest fourth child is currently under the care of the state of Florida. The only individual prejudiced by the situation is the mother as she will continue to be without her children, but is willing to forego um, for 
time out of fear that she will not get a fair trial based on the above mentioned circumstances. It is the interest of the of justice as granted and this motion will allow the mother to properly prepare a defense, gather evidence in support of the truth and present the evidence to a neutral magistrate, um, which Judge Meadows is not not as is his message is loud and clear. You don't need a witness or evidence because I have already made my decision and you will not be getting your children back no matter what. Judge Meadows has already made a statement while alone with the mother and Mrs. Georgia that the children needed um, permanency and their trial was going to happen. This statement is just another example of a bias and the judge's um, predetermination, 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 I'm getting tongue twisted here, of the mother's case. The trial judge showed prejudice or bias against the mother for not permitting the motion to withdraw and provide the mother with the opportunity to adequately prepare for trial or at the minimum retain an attorney that will take actions to prepare defense for the mother. The trial judge showed prejudice or bias against the mother by not permitting the mother to present all of her witnesses and evidence, which deprived her of her fundamental due process. As Judge Meadows is well aware, um, that is in, that is in order for the visitation supervising cannot appear without a subpoena. Um, due process requires that a third party be given the opportunity to be heard and testify and call witnesses on the party's behalf. And the denial of this um, is, fund is a fundamental error. And she goes on to cite several cases in this matter. Um, in Julia, which is one of the cases cited, the trial court was determined to complete the final hearing in one day, similar to the trial judge in this matter. While that foul may, may not in and of be in violation of due process, it affects deprived of the petitioner sufficient time to examine the respondent's witnesses, call witnesses of her own, and make a final argument. Um, the impact of the petitioner's ability to put her case um, was held in violation of due process. So see um, Gossin versus Gossin. Temporary support award reversed um, for failure to give the husband an adequate opportunity to cross-examine the wife on her financial. Judge Meadows showed prejudice and bias against the mother by his demeanor towards his um, condescending and admonishing her by telling her that he does not care if Mr. Jordan, the lawyer that he has appointed to the mother, had witnesses or transcripts from prior hearings that this trial was moving forward. Here, not here, not only was Judge Meadows neutrally questioned, it is blatant that there's a conflict of interest. Judge Meadows stated that Mr. Walsh had already made plans to be in court for the trial and purchased a plane ticket to travel from New York to Florida. Judge Meadows previously granted the grandparents request to leave Florida and travel to New York for the summer, explaining to the mother that her visitation with children via Zoom for 15 minutes with each child was the same as an in-person visit. The message received by the mother was, was clear and simple. The judge does not like me. The judge is biased against me. The judge has prejudice and predetermined the outcome of this case without hearing what I need to say. If I can give, an, give important testimony on my case or counsel that can a legal strategy, if I can't present witness, a witness, I can't present evidence, I'm not going to get a fair trial. I am petrified that this judge, because of the bias towards me, and has a dislike for me is going 
to prejudice everything in my case without giving me the opportunity to present all of the evidence and witnesses I need to present. No judge under any circumstances is warranted in sitting in on the trial um, of cause of whose new creality is shadowed or even questioned. Dickens versus Parks. A trial court presented with motion to disqualify must limit its review of the motion to making um, bare determination of legal sufficiency. And that's Bunn versus Rudd. Um, the purpose of such limitation is to ensure the public confidence in the integrity of the judicial system. Um, and that's Livingston versus State. Um, no previous motions to disqualify have been filed by the mother. So then there's the memorandum of law. I won't go into all the memorandum of law, um, but. For, like my blood is boiling listening to this, uh, but I will say one nice thing. While Hollis is really kicking butt in that letter, she, mm -hmm. she doesn't hold punches. And I think that was a really accurate depiction of the situation. Would you say that that is accurate, uh, Megan? I would. I think everyone wants me to pretend like this is not as serious as it is. And these are lives at stake. And this is huge collusion. And yeah, I mean, these are right violations of rights that everyone should be concerned about. This is happening all over our country. Yeah, it is. And, and because if you think it's just Indian River that has this, this boys club, it's it's everywhere. They've been they've been doing this for hundreds of years, folks. And it's not, it wasn't in hundreds of years in preparation to go against Megan. It's hundreds of years to go against you, the people. That's right. That's right. Megan's just, you know what? She stood her ground early on. And I've said it in numerous podcasts, and I'll say it again, um, that Megan has, could have easily gone back to her parents, could have easily kept her mouth shut and gone along with the plan and, and, you know, been been a puppet under the system and we've all asked for people to come out of the system so now that somebody's asked that they're they are out we actually need to help support them so even if it's just giving up a cup of coffee or you know going on megan's gifts and go and sending a prayer um or if you want to make a more sizable donation i do recommend that you make the more sizable donations to hollis um the the law firms of um hollis e mandel um, because that way Megan doesn't have to pay as much as even the, the fees uh, on Give Sing Go because it is going to be a long fight. It's not an easy fight at all. There's tons of filing fees. And, you know, I, I, I want to give a huge, huge kudos to Hollis because mm -hmm. she could have easily run. I mean, this would, it would have been much easier for her. This is not an easy case to begin with, much less, um, you know, her putting herself out there but she's all for, you know, fighting in any kind of injustice, you know, because the justice system's what we all want, what we all ask for. And well, we well and, I, and I want to say that, you know, we're very thankful and Hollis has, you know, the, speaking to her not running and everything. But to the the opposite of that is that's what should be happening all over as well. Right. Lawyers right. should not be afraid. This should not be a running from cases. These cases shouldn't even be to this level. So, um, you know, that's the bigger picture. But, you know, we need people more like Hollis speaking up. And and, you know, I think that the lower level people in this are really realizing the caseworker and the people are there doing the visitations, not even the managers, but the people doing the visitations and things are really realizing 
that they're like pawns for these judges and lawyers and attorneys. They are doing the dirty bidding under the guise that they're for the best interest of the children, that they're helping children. That's what they get into it for. But, you know, this this narrative and the way the system has been set up really is even fooling them. You know, and a lot of them are starting to realize that these judges, again, and lawyers and attorneys and GALs, excuse me, attorneys and GALs uh, are all really, you know, getting them to be literally taking these children. I mean, it's women, mostly women taking children from other women at this point. It's very hands made, if you tell me, if you ask me, but. So Megan, you're supposed to have your court appearance tomorrow morning and the importance of getting this, well, and you have the document. Can you just hold the document up for visual record? <laughs> it was, it was sealed and, and so it has been officially delivered. Yeah. It's, it's filed. Yes. It's filed. It is filed. So, I was mostly pro se for the entire case. I did motions and motion our docket has i think close to 400 uh entries at this point if not more but yeah, it, I think it's important the files, these these files i can't even tell you guys i mean the files are so many it's more than i've ever seen on a case ever i mean like it's, well, it's how they bury you alive you know they bury you with the paperwork they bury you alive it you know you can't keep up with it they're all professionals at it and that's the way it goes for anyone that gets into this system and also family court. And this well, is obviously that there's a team of them doing this against you. So mm -hmm. they have a team of professionals being paid by the government to mm -hmm. basically quash you and take away your kids. Yeah. It's literally a battle of the narrative. Like the people, myself and the people that are hands-on with us and have been with us for over a year are literally like, we can't take this anymore. My father has called them, screaming at them, tirading at them, saying, you know, I want to give Megan her children back if she would just go to the doctor and get on medicine, which has been the goal to begin with and everything. And that's that's not happening. I mean, you know, God forbid that they would be so blessed that if after everything that's gone on, that their daughter wouldn't be mentally ill or they wouldn't have mentally or drug addicted children seriously at this point right and, and megan one of the things i've even you know we've even talked off camera about um is you you they have when you say sh they've shopped you all of your life so basically they've taken you to multiple therapists multiple psychiatrists trying to get some diagnosis like like in other words they just want the person to put you on some type of meds and they've never been able to do that and so it, no, like under, under, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christine. It's like, it's like they're not happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Because no. that's, that's what they need. But, uh, but I'm talking about multiple. If everybody here can just imagine, I mean, multiple psychiatrists. And, and if you've gone to multiple psychiatrists and they say nothing is wrong with you, then like, let it be. Like people are just different. You know, we're not all the same. We don't all agree on everything. <laughs> It's Munchausen, and they even forced me to a rehab to Passages Malibu for no substance abuse at the height of my fashion career at 28. Every time I've been about to get on my own, 
which is what was happening now uh, or when when it happened, excuse me. But they've they've forced they've forced, you know, hospitalized me one time for that. I mean, with an ultimatum that if I wanted them to keep investing in my clothing line, then I had to go do this. And at that point, when you're in it to make your own money and to to have your clothing line is your only way out to get away from it, to have your own money. So you go along with it. That was before I had children. Um, but you know, it's, it's things like this, that's been continuous. And my father under oath in the trial, the original trial even stated your honor, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get her diagnosed and we have yet to get a diagnosis since eight. You yeah. know, I keep just thinking of that song under my thumb <laughs> because that's what it sounds like to me. They wanted mm -hmm. to keep you under their thumb. It's the entire time. And I wonder why that is maybe, maybe time will tell, but I would suggest to, if, if the judge is listening, if the sheriff's listening, if John Walsh is listening, and by the way, any of you can come on and tell mm -hmm. your side, I'll, I'll give you the airtime. Christy will be here Absolutely. and we'll be fair, Yeah, but we'll also do our preparation. We'll do our due diligence. And maybe we need to look into each of you individually. Maybe there's some stuff that should be put out. I don't know. I don't know if it's there and I'm not making any threats, but you know, it seems that uh, Megan's life is being put on display here and you're in complete power. So maybe we need to put your life on display. And I'm going to call out to Megan's brothers because they also appear to be under John's thumb as well. So it's like the minute someone wants out from underneath the thumb, um, maybe their life doesn't go as well as it could, you know. So, you know what? Shame on them for not stepping up and at least, you know, giving her a call. Nobody called Megan on her, on her birthday from the family. So it's kind of disgusting, really. Like, no matter how mad. And Megan, just can you just clarify that you have tried to call your father, um, call, text, and really you get no response, right? Uh, no, I haven't received a response other than for over a year. Um, I've asked him to do the right thing, to come forward and, and to get return my children and that I forgive him. I've, I've made many concessions to him uh, in a graceful, loving way. And but this is the truth of the matter. Um, he has not returned any of my texts at all, except for two uh, where he was talking to a third party saying, you know, make sure that everyone important gets these messages. This is obviously evidence of Megan's rapid deterioration, mental deterioration, and uh, make sure all the important people get these messages before the next hearing. Wow. Well, I, listen, I just, uh, I really pray that your family gets restored. And, Me too, Jeff. you know, like, honestly, like that's the best outcome not only your children restored to you, but your relationship with your parents. And man, I hope your parents get right with God because I, I, listen, I don't know where they're at, um, but it just doesn't seem like a godly thing to be doing this to your family. So um, I'm only basing on evidence that I see, uh, just mm -hmm. my opinions. Um, I'm not in judgment, but man, if what a testimony if this whole family could get back together. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I hope they get help, Jeff. I really do. They deserve healing and 
grief counseling and, you know, they're older and, you know, if my dad is, you know, completely clean of everything and he's done the work that we all thought, you know, and think that he has done, then, you know, this, he deserves it at this point, you know, they, they both deserve that. But, you know, and that was, that was my messaging to them, you know, as somebody in the profession and that had been shopped around forever and had, had, you know, turned it for good. I really wanted that for them. And, you know, I still hope that I, I can't obviously have my children and I around them until they can do that. And, and, you know, really, again, like you said, that is between them and God. And, and I, I do pray for them. I want the best. Yeah. Amen. Final thoughts. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, well, but to that note, I mean, it is first and foremost, everyone, please pray for us. And thank you for everyone that has been, you know, I mean, I, we could not do it without your prayers and God has been moving in amazing and very mysterious ways, I will say in this, um, but you know, it has, it has really brought a lot of people together. I mean, Christy, I, I love you so much and I, I can't thank you enough. And people have really stepped up in the appropriate ways to come together. Um, it's been rocky. There's some, you know, obviously some opposition and people that, you know, are being, you know, lurking around to kind of try and discredit or do different things like that. But that's, I've grown up in media and, you know, I, I feel blessed. I'm thankful for that at this point through all of this. It keeps me strong, but most of all, we know God does. And, and I just can't thank everyone enough for really coming forward, supporting in whatever you, you know, in your capacity feel moved to do. And, and prayers are just of the utmost. So please pray for us tomorrow and Thursday. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for absolutely. having us. Absolutely. In fact, uh, why don't I just pray for you now? Is that okay? I know it's on air and stuff like that, but uh, I'm not ashamed of my faith. So, uh, although I must admit, I was think I was contemplating, should I pray? Because it, it's tomorrow and, you know, I don't want my, you know, there's just, no. the enemy tries to sneak in, but, Prayer is always a good thing. And I'm just being real with you in the audience and with both of you here. Mm -hmm. But Heavenly Father, we come before you. We come before your throne. Father God, because we have permission by the blood of Jesus Christ that has saved us. And Jesus is our mediator to your throne. And because we have the Holy Spirit, Father God, uh, we have a clear direction in our words to pray to you. And Father, we just lift up everyone involved in this court case. And Father, I personally pray that Megan's children are restored to her. Father, surely it is your will, God, that a family would be together. And I don't know Megan personally. I've never met her family but it sounds like their family has some excess abuses and things like that. And Father, that the kids need to be returned to their mother. I pray for fairness in court. I pray for recusal, recusal of this uh, of this judge, this lawyer to step out of the way, Hollis to be blessed and come in. And Father, just let there be a fair, evidential matter where things can be decided father and we give you all the praise we give you the thanks the glory lord it, surely it's in your will so we ask this in jesus name
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. And Jeff, no. thank you for, I just want to say thank you for um, just setting this up and everything and letting, you know, letting us read it, get it on record, because that is important that we make it public record um, no matter what. And Megan, we've got this, babe. <laughs> I know. I we we got it. I know that truth prevails and and I know we got this. I couldn't do it without everybody coming together. So I'm just I feel very blessed and and you know for my children most of all and and many others to come. So I can't thank you guys enough again. You're a true. Amen. Love your God. Love your family. <laughs> Even yeah. if your family is like Megan's yeah. and, and the minds yeah. like this to some extent, and so is Christie's. So we all come from messed up families. So love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. And I'm so glad that uh, Christy has really stepped up to help Megan because this is important. God bless every one of you. Thank you for being here. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.